Quantum Kickflip is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. Previously on Quantum Kickflip. A set of heavy oak double doors bursts inward, and five teens come tumbling through into the darkened foyer of an old crumbling manor house. And all around them, what appears to be black mold grows in every crack and corner of the room. In the reflection on the window, you can see a spiral staircase in the center of the room that sort of spirals upwards and seems to lead up to a second floor. However, when you look back, that does not exist. Uh, And suddenly, the windows on either side of the entryway burst into shards as an impossible number of massive mutant moths explode into the foyer. I would like you each to message me privately and not share the results of that roll or your intent with anyone else. Elliot, Elliot, if if we don't make it out of this, is there there anything you want to say? Oh, Devani, you know that I love you. You love Devani? Maybe we just need to get out of here. Um... I'm sorry, Chester. Are you saying that we shouldn't go down fighting? A chunk of your arm corrodes away into that same sort of black goopiness and then just as quickly sort of reforms as though nothing happened. Chester, what the fuck is going on? Lake's glitch doesn't seem to spread to the wall. Please, Nick, I, I trust your judgment. Negatana 7th form, quantum quick draw. Welcome back to Quantum Kickflip, the second half of our spooky Halloween-themed run. Uh, my name is uh, Robin Slack, and I'm your... I was trying to think of like a spooky play on Slugmaster, but it's already kind of spooky because it's got Slug in there. I'm your Skull Matt. Nope, it's bad. Whoa. I'm your Slugmaster, I'm your podcaster, and uh, with me are five of my best and most hilarious friends in the whole world, and they are going to introduce themselves now. Uh, I like what we did last time with, like, character-based stuff, so we're going to try that again. Uh, Introduce yourselves in the order of whose character begs the most candy when trick-or-treating most to least. Go. Yeah, I think I've established uh, Lake as a real snack fiend and uh, a a real Twizzler junkie. Uh, And so I think she uh, probably, uh, we're we're long past trick-or-treating age, um, but I think she probably pushed it, used uh, her younger siblings as an excuse to, like, do it a little older than she should have, so. Uh, yeah, so I'm. Uh, my name's Liam. I play Lake Marsden. Uh, she's the heart playbook. Uh, she's got a reality cannon as a weapon and a glitched out right half, and she's dressed like Poison Ivy for Halloween. I have a feeling uh, Nick might come in next. In, in my mind, uh, he he's very methodical about his trick or treating, and he sets up maps and routes ahead of time to <laughs> yeah, to, to optimize his evenings. Uh, and these choices are made by me because my name is Michael Vetch, and I'm playing Nick Lowe. The smarts playbook, <laughs> little anime sword boy who is dressed up as Neo, the one from The Matrix, a popular movie in this time period. <laughs> I think Elliot doesn't really try to go trick-or-treating, but people seem to like her. Maybe she lucks out and it's like the end of the night, so they're just dumping the rest of their candy in her bag. Yeah, I was going to say you're a bag-based uh, character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your bag always looks empty. <laughs> That's true. The infinite pillowcase. Hey, what's up? My name is Glenna Showalter. I am playing Elliot Buchanan. She is the chill playbook. She uses the Voidware backpack. Uh, she is an aspiring singer-songwriter, and she is currently dressed as Lori from John Carpenter's Halloween. 
Hello, my name is Lena Anderson. I am playing Angus Franklin. He is the Guts playbook with the Skip Mode Runners. I think like Elliot, he doesn't really try, but unlike Elliot, he doesn't really get much candy either. Uh, but you know, maybe occasionally he'll take his uh, eight-year-old and six or seven-year-old siblings uh, trick-or-treating and he'll steal some candy from their pillowcases. <laughs> Uh, yes, and that leaves me. I am David Ray, and I'm playing uh, Chester Capone. He's the Grits playbook. He has powered armor. Uh, he's also perfectly normal and and just fine as he is. <laughs> uh, don't worry about him. He's not an imposter. Also, I guess he, he doesn't really necessarily beg for uh, candy when he goes trick-or-treating. You know, he comes from a poor neighborhood, so you just go around and you're you're getting that like those weird marshmallow peanut things and like the just the bottom of the barrel candy. So you know, that's what he comes to expect. Uh, also, I should point out that uh, Chester is currently dressed as uh, Daryl Hall because he just that he was just wearing his normal clothes and decided that was his Halloween costume now. And as I said, I'm I'm Robin. I'm your host and your uh, GM here, and I'm not allowed to have candy. I I don't. I'm not allowed to have sugar because it makes me hyper and cranky. So because you're already <laughs> too sweet. I'm already too sweet. Speaking <laughs> of sweet, last time we had oh what a, what a sweet and innocent time. We all went out to a Halloween party, had some candy, had some fun, broke the laws of physics in order to uh, transcend <laughs> space time and bust into another reality in a way that no one had ever done before. Uh, you, you did get some some sick tricks in. I, I think we established it like you did about an hour or so of uh, hoverboarding around a cemetery and, and got some real traction on uh, on the old MyPage account. But then the acid rain came, which forced you into the spooky old manor house. And then the mutant moths came, which split you up. And then everything seemed perfectly normal. But by the end of the session, we were starting to begin to maybe suspect that not everything was as it seemed. You've got uh, some folks among you who, who don't seem to be who they say they are, and uh, we just kind of barely scratched the surface of that last time, but I have a feeling it's going to come to a head tonight. Yeah, everyone ready to, to find out what happens? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so last time we sort of left things off with uh, Elliot, Chester, and Angus. You were all in the greenhouse room fighting some spider plants, um, and we had just had a bit of a revelation about Chester that was shocking his compatriots. Uh, so I think we need to check in with you guys first and find out what happens I, there. I, t I, I tuck my head in, and I start... I'm going to tackle Elliot, and I'm going to uh, try to bull rush her... <laughs> towards the door and I'm going to look for a thing that you know that I'm looking for. Okay. <laughs> snake! 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 Snake? Snake, if there's any question about who goes first, it's you. <laughs> I love it. Angus, what's your what's your play? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if Angus is in quite the right headspace to be able to shoot someone who looks like his friend Chester. Mm -hmm. So Angus is going to tackle Chester and activate his energy tensor? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get a roll for this. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm gonna add my remain all of my remaining turbo from my skip mode runners, which is a die and a kick. 
Uh, I don't think he's trying to look cool because it's just like, it just happened so fast. But you know what? I actually, I'm going to take a dare. I'm going to mark one trouble and add another die. So 3d6 total with one kick. Yeah, you dare stand to your friend Chester. Yeah. <laughs> Clear, clearly our friend Chester. Yeah. Four. So Angus, yeah, you you have rolled a mixed success. So you tackle Chester and your goal is to use your energy tensor to teleport him away from Elliot. I, I don't think I'm even aiming for any other room. If I can't see my destination, potential problems are worse. So I think I want to just like as far on the other side of the room as possible and maybe throw him in a plant. Yeah, fair. Then I think what your complication is here, like you you are able to successfully stop uh, Chester from tackling Elliot. But again, his ablatine plates, his his armor is, is protective here. Um, so I think while you're able to sort of tackle him and warp him, he's still stronger than you and has the benefit of powered armor. I don't think you do any damage to him. You're not able to knock him into a plant. And in fact, he's the one who who throws you. Chester, where, you, where do you aim for here? Can I try to throw Angus into the kind of like the west door? You know what I'm saying? Like, because we're in the southwest right now, right? Yeah. That would go into the western room, so like to the north door. Okay, so into the room where, um, into the room where Lake and, and Nick are. You don't know that, but uh, yeah, yeah. I think you can. You can absolutely do that. And speaking of Lake and Nick, I think that's where we gotta cut to right now. So when we last left you, uh, Nick, you had just made a discovery about your friend Lake, uh, and you had uh, announced your your plan of attack here and and popped your sword, uh, popped the hilt, uh, and I think that's that's a pretty clear indicator that we're going into some combat. Yeah, it, it suggests that. Yeah, I, I think that's <laughs> if I'm picking up on the subtle implications here. So I think before we go any further, we gotta we gotta address how this is gonna work because we've never really had player versus player combat and like mm-hmm. technically we kind of still don't um but we have player versus something controlled by a player I, combat I, I, I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> right 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 you're coming at lake with a sword it seems it seems rude to attack lake i don't know lake seems fine so much like any other time that we do uh combat and slug blaster the players roles determine what happens like the monsters and the environment and and whatnot those things never get a turn. Those never get a roll. It's the players' actions. They roll, and if they roll well, they do what they tried to do. And if they roll poorly, there are problems and complications. And that's exactly how it's going to work here still. Uh, the only difference is that rather than just me being the one who can dole out problems and complications, I've now got some accomplices. <laughs> <laughs> now, as far as how to defeat these things, I think we're going to need some progress tracks. Generally in Slug Blaster, that's how we always do it. If you're trying to achieve a goal... There are letters, and for every time you roll a success, you get a letter. Uh, and we're going to do that here. Uh, so I'm entering that in now. Your your first track says Capone, and your second says Marsden, uh, which uh, longtime listeners will know is the last names of two of our characters. <laughs> They're almost the same amount of letters. I feel like uh, I justify it by saying that Chester already took a couple of hits from a spider plant, so he's one letter down. I mean, it could be Chester and Marsden is the same... Never mind. That's <laughs> no, no, I no. Think, now you've said it. Now. I, no, I think that's a good point. I think Michael raises an excellent point. Yeah, yeah Michael does. So. Out of hand. <laughs> Dang it! You're right. Chester and Marsden. Those are your tracks. They're exactly seven letters. Apiece. You're changing it. I love it. Need I remind you that all of my slam boxes are. 
full. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Angus and Chester both have very full slam boxes. Everyone else is looking, okay, Nick's taking a hit, Lake and Elliot are still as yet undamaged. Fair bit of trouble on the board too, so this is going to be an interesting one to see how this all plays out. So, with the stakes set, we know how the battle system works, we know what's going to happen here. I now throw it to Nick Lowe. Nick, what's your play? Uh, I guess sort of along the lines of what I had uh, called before, uh, Nick had noticed that Lake's glitch wasn't reacting in the same way that it normally does in terms of how it casts off light. Uh, He called out whatever this thing is, kicked back into a deep lunge, flowing his Neo trench coat out behind him, and uh, holding the grip of his Negatana, he announced, Negatana 7th form, quantum quick draw! Uh, so yeah, that is the one in which it's kind of the combo of just striking with the Negatana as well as using the Slip Rattle to roll teleporting in-universe by slicing space-time. If you can't see your destination, potential problems are worse. I'm going to turbo uh, to boost and add a d6. I will add a kick. And I'm going to take a dare to get another 2d6 because of double dare. So I will be rolling 4d6 with a kick. Wow. There we go. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I did get a six. There it is. So yeah, we're we're in this uh, this game room, this billiard room. Uh, you guys are are surrounded by uh, large gaming tables, and and the uh, the environment is still like that. You know, the wallpaper is peeling away. There's there's black mold in the corners and creases of the walls. Cobwebs line the ceiling. Uh, the floorboards are all scuffed and tarnished. Uh, Nick has his hand on the hilt of his blade, uh, announces his attack. Uh, yeah, so within this, you can almost, even though the sword is still sheathed, you can sense it's got that glowing red energy to it. And this is that classic sort of move, which is just the... Like, you barely even see the flash of the sword moving, and the slice has already happened. Within this one, the added portion of that is that he has also teleported forward past whatever he's striking. I guess mm. since Lake was kind of near the wall... He popped pretty much right in past her and maybe like ran a few more steps up the wall and landed sort of in this lunge, but now mounted on the wall up above where Lake was. Oh, awesome. (laughs) But it leaves like this like almost ethereal red trail in seeing that he had gone forward straight at her and then up the wall. Gotcha. And I know that like to the to the naked eye, we can't even see this happen, right? Like it's so fast that we we miss it. Uh, But in, in terms of a damage perspective, where, where did you target here? What did you do to your friend, Lake? Yeah, just on the off chance, it's like my glitch isn't glitching because of ghosts or something, you know. <laughs> and goodness, I hope people can, can sew somebody back in half. It's um, <laughs> it's that it's that 90s uh, commercial of, Mom, Aiden cut me in half again. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's that, that classic <laughs> anime thing of like the, you know, at first it looks like nothing happened and then the top half of Lake starts to like slide cleanly to the side, but then it stops and sort of like, you, you can see where the incision is there. There's some some of that same like bubbling black goop that sort of like catches Lake and slides her back into place. But I think unlike with, uh, with Chester earlier where it reformed almost instantaneously, this is like, you can see it working and straining to like reform, uh, cause this is a much more substantial blow that you've done here. You've cleanly cut her in half so you can see like <laughs> top third lake bottom third lake middle third writhing massive goo desperately trying to restitch itself back together um, <laughs> 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 getting spooky up in here uh did you add any kick to that or was that that was just a straight up 
Uh, I had added one kick. One kick. All right. That's going to take out two two tracks on the Marsden Progress track. This is the precise moment where uh, you hear uh, a yell from the next room and flying through the door, you know, it flies back and, and you know, splinters on its hinges. Um, you see your friend Angus get chucked directly through the door and tumble into this room. Uh, and he lands in a heap just a few meters away from Lake on the ground there. Uh, I imagine it takes a little while for me to sort of, like, recover and, and, and shake it off. I'm a little bit dazed. I, like, struggle to my feet. And when I look up, what do I see? Uh, you see Nick on the wall, uh, as discussed. He's in a lunge with his uh, hand on the hilt of his sword. And I think you see Lake standing in front of you, doubled over in in seeming pain, like, like clutching at her midsection. And when she stands back up, like there's a brief hint where you kind of you can see in her midsection like wait something's wrong there but like it it's just a trace of it and then it's gone and you don't like it it doesn't even really look like anything to you there's maybe that brief hint of like something being a little bit off uh but by the time she's fully standing up again she just looks like normal lake angus angus oh my god there's there's something wrong with nick he just attacked me <laughs> angus flinches back Pulls out his negare. He's not pointing it at anybody yet. Uh, winces at the bite on his arm, switches his negare over to his left hand. I think in this commotion of Angus being thrown in, Nick has clocked it, but it's sort of happening at the same time that he's making his own moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and standing up out of that lunge, uh, still on the wall doing his classic horizontal thing, uh, he sta- he turns to face like down toward Lake, and uh, he he draws his negatana and sort of levels it out. It's not a very uh, katana stance, but it's very like holding the rapier, leveling it at your opponent, and it's just, what did you do? How? Who are you? And what about this place made this happen? Don't make me strike you down again. See, he's something's not right. Angus, please. Angus, what do you do? Um. Angus fires twice. Ooh. Once at Lake and once at Nick. This is a different quick draw. Ooh. His intention is to figure out who, what's what, right? Like, uh, uh, as far as, like, what would a success look like? They're both hurt, not too hurt. And from that hurt, Angus can figure something out. It's gutsy. I love that offer. I think we're going to need two rolls for it. I think that's the only way it can work, but I'm going to let you do them both back to back here. Uh, Cause the suspense will kill me otherwise. And we've, we've established, uh, or if we haven't, uh, we're establishing it now. These ray guns do have non-lethal settings. You're, you can, you know, set them, set phasers to stun. Uh, and I think Angus is able to very quickly, like he's, he's practiced with his, his ray gun. So um, you can, you can set this to be a non-lethal attack. Shoot him in the knee. Non-lethal. <laughs> yeah. Like for me, nega, nega ray implies nega friction, which, you know, cools down and speeds up as it goes. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the lethality of the weapon is how fast the nega friction activates. Yeah. It's like a speed setting. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that makes total sense for Angus that it has to do with speed. Absolutely. Uh, anyway, we're going to need two rolls. I have three kick left total. I'm going to put one kick on each roll. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm going to roll for Lake first. Mm-hmm. I'm going to roll for Nick now. I rolled a three for Lake. Mm-hmm. I rolled a one for Nick. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> uh, Lake Angus levels his nega ray at you and fires. 
what do you do? The the blast uh, hits the wall. Uh, some of the slimy gunkus behind the wall starts to. Uh, but Lake, um, kind of like a like a soccer player, you know, fakes the the the, the hit anyway. Um, but as Lake and goes, ow, Angus, what? Not you too? Oh no! Uh, and just sort of winces and holds her arm uh, as if she's been hit, um, but was not hit, and and therefore this was a fail. Yeah, and I think you're able even able to, um, Angus. When you look up, you see that like. Like, it, it felt like it went wide to you, and you see the scorch mark on the wall in the back. But you also see, like, on Lake's arm where she's holding it, there is a little, like, mark. Like, it maybe just caught her a little bit on the side. It, it appears that way. Anyway. And on the other side of things, Nick, uh, a shot comes flying towards you. I think you're able to just react and dodge out of the way in time. If I do have a reaction, I think he wouldn't dodge. Okay. Uh, you mentioned the shot was kind of a, a bit of a slower velocity, so I think he ju- has just a split second to go like, not you too, and then he shouts, Negatana 8th form, reflector reversal! Oh, of course it is. And I'm going to use the Nega Friction Sword's ref coding, deflect energy attacks by marking one boost, after you can roll to redirect the energy as an attack. So you're going to block it like a Jedi and, and deflect it yeah, with your lightsaber. block it, and I think it like... Because I'm I'm just expending the, uh, the boost die to to do the block. So I think it the sword absorbs it and the glow brightens up higher, and then it becomes him uh, swinging this charged sword downward and it releases uh, like a slash of of the energy sort of in the form of the sword blade. It's very like a, a Final Fantasy kind of uh, Omni Slash blast. Uh, but I need to roll for that portion, so gotcha. I will do that. And the thought is to deflect it straight on down from where I'm standing on the wall at uh, a, a soccer player crying lake. <laughs> I have another boost with my sword to throw on there, and yeah, I know I'm just going to roll those two and add a kick from my smarts. Okay, two so d six with a kick, a four. You rolled a a mixed success. You are able to shoot this uh, blast of energy from your sword. You slash downwards, and it goes firing out and and does hit Lake. And you put kick on that, so that does check another two boxes on your progress track. You are Mm -hmm. taking a big dent out of Lake here. I think the problem here is that Lake and Angus are standing close enough together uh, that when you unleash this, like maybe it's a little more energy than you expect. Cause this is a new feature on your sword as well. You haven't really had a chance to test this out in, in the field very much. Uh, so as you unleash this blast, it's a little bigger than you were expecting. And Angus has to kind of dive out of the way a little to, to avoid getting caught in this blast, which he does. He's able to get out of the way and doesn't take damage from it. Uh, but meanwhile, Angus misses the part where Lake goes all goopy, and only sees that Nick has now seemingly shot a big blast of energy at the both of them and nearly succeeded in taking them both out. Let's leave this scene here at the peak moment of tension and check back in with our friends, Elliot and Chester. Chester, you guys are back in the greenhouse in the next room over. Uh, Elliot, you just watched Chester uh, dissolve and reform and then throw your friend uh, Angus through the door uh, at full force with his powered armor. What do you do? Question, is Chester facing me? 
because he's been teleported across the room. Is that right? Chester, I, I leave that up to you. Are you facing Elliot? We're in this conservatory, right? This is the plant room, right? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming there's a heavy table or whatever that Chester could easily pick up. I want to take uh, the table and I want to slam it against the door that I just threw Angus out of. So blocking Ooh. off that exit. Yes, there is absolutely a table that you can use that effect. You you upend it and and plants go crashing all to the ground and there's dirt and, and debris everywhere. Uh, and you start moving it towards the doorway. But Ellie, you've got an opportunity to react here. <laughs> uh, quick question. Is there a fire extinguisher on the wall? Because if not, I'm going to roll to pull a fire extinguisher out of my bag. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> what it's got to be. Yeah, this this place is not um, uh, up to it's code. It's not up to code. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but you you can absolutely roll to pull one from your bag. Okay, cool. Uh, classic, just two dice. Let's see what we get. Whoa, that's a five. That's a mixed success. So uh, you reach into the Voidware backpack. You reach into the ether that exists between the dimensions and, and the infinite possibilities present in the universe and you pull forth a fire extinguisher you're gonna get a complication from this uh i I think it'll present itself as you tell me what you want to do with this fire extinguisher uh she's just gonna pull the pin and squeeze the handle and just blast him in the face with it yes you're so you're able to procure this fire extinguisher and you're able to do all of what you just set out you go to blast chester in the face uh, however, this is where your complication comes in, and normally that would be doled out by me, but in this case, it's going to be doled out by Chester. Chester, what is the complication here? With that that kind of blast of the face, maybe I don't get the table away or whatever, I it, it draws my attention to her, and, and he's instead just going to go straight uh, for Elliot. Yeah, and are you, you attacking with the table? No, I'm not going to, maybe Maybe I'm not going to worry. Maybe I just kind of knock over the table in the end. The, the spray's yeah. coming out. I'm just going to focus. And I'm just going to try to like go in for a bear hug and just try to like get my big gauntlets and just try to like lock, uh, lock her down and get ready to pick her up. Yeah, absolutely. And here's the thing. The the flip side of this, uh, this system we have. So you don't get to, you know make offers and and make attacks you just kind of have to react when when the players roll poorly the mm-hmm. flip side is when you do the thing it just happens you don't mm-hmm. have to roll to see if it happens so elliot you're taking a slam and the slam is grappled you have been you find yourself encompassed in chester's powered armor he is he is uh holding you securely in place and she still has like access to nope and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Does, I yeah. was just gonna say I do want to nope this. All right, <laughs> because I really like the image of her moving out of the way and using Chester's own momentum to slam him into the uh, butt end of the fire extinguisher. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. So you you're able to uh, nope that mark your trouble to nope that, yep. um, and you're able to dodge out of the way just in time. Maybe even use the fire the you know the spray from the fire extinguisher to kind of distract him and 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 uh throw him off balance uh if you want to attack him with the butt end of it that's gonna take another roll okay I'll, i want to do that and because it came from my void war backpack i'm gonna add a kick mm-hmm. you know what let's add let's go turbo let's add a boost to that as well uh, so you I'm really want this dice. one to work <laughs> i really want to bash him with this uh fire extinguisher yeah ah okay i failed but i rolled doubles <laughs> and what is that? You have an ability that, that allows you to mark style, yes? Effortless cool. Mark one style anytime you roll doubles. You just look cool without even trying, without even knowing it. <laughs> you swing wide. Um, you're, you're not quite able to uh, make contact with this. 
I think, yeah, I'm trying to figure out how you still manage to look cool. May, may I make an offer? Yeah, absolutely. I think she does slam him in the face, but the Chester kind of, uh, what's it, when you're supposed to roll with the punches, like when you take a punch, you're supposed to let your head go that way, and it just sort of gets absorbed into his face. Is that, and then so she looks cool because she like hammers him in the face, but it that kind of doesn't do anything. It's the old like, yeah, I walk it off on the you know the punch of the giant's face, and like you realize it's the first time you've been on that other end. But yeah, you clock him good. I think that beautiful. Would be... Yeah, I love that. So you mark your style for getting in that hit, but it does not mark the progress track. You have not done any damage here, and you've left yourself open to a counterattack. Chester, what's Elliot's complication? You want to go back to see Devani? Well, I want to see her too. And I, I'm going to try to shove her <laughs> uh, right into a patch of the, the mold on the wall. The black mold on the wall. Absolutely. Yeah. So yes, you, you swing, you, you get this hit in. Chester absorbs it, everything we discussed. Uh, he looks back at you with malice in his eyes and gives you a huge shove with the power of Chester's considerable might combined with the powered armor augmenting it. And even with all of that, it feels like maybe there's a little more power here than there should be. Um, and you are sent flying back and you collide with the wall. You're, you're not physically harmed. You probably have the wind knocked out of you, but you're not like nothing breaks. However, you realize as you try to move forward that you, you can't seem to. And you, you realize in horror as you look around you that, yeah, this wall is covered with that black mold. It didn't seem like there was that much there before. It was kind of just hanging out in the cracks in the corners, but there is a huge patch of it now and it is pulling you backwards. Uh, you are uh, stuck in goop is your new slam. <laughs> Let's leave this scene here and check back in with the others. <laughs> <laughs> just got yeah. attacked by your friend Nick as far as you can tell and uh, and you narrowly dodged out of the way of an energy blast from his sword what do you do? Shoot Nick <laughs> <laughs> Lake is, Lake's gonna go whoa 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 because I, I feel like we're in a bit of a uh, like a standoff situation because Angus doesn't know who, who to trust Yeah, Nick is trying to convince Angus and Lake's just here being a sweetie pie caught in the middle of it. So so fire away if you want, but that's Lake is trying to establish a, a standoff. Oh, I do want. It's not a standoff to Angus. <laughs> Nick attacks, he attacks. So Angus, yeah, you raise your gun. Lake cries out, no, 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 no. But you fire anyway. After dodging Nick's attack, Angus, he scrambles to his feet, looks up at Nick, moves between him and Lake, Cranks up his Negaray, points and fires. Cranks it up to do damage. Faster. Yeah. So I think I'm going to roll a straight D6. I rolled a five. All right. I think maybe Nick is even taken aback by, like, he, he sees you dial it up and maybe that is what kind of throws him off his game because he's been pretty effectively dodging and, and uh, deflecting up until this point. But something about seeing you... And the, the anger in your face as you do that kind of breaks through to him for a second. Just just puts him off his game enough that you're able to hit him. Nick, you're going to take a slam from this. All right. You can nope it if you want, but you are going to uh, take your second slam of the oh. game. Hmm. You know what? I think, I think I do. I think I will do that. Okay. Because I've already got the one slam. Mm-hmm. So I'll mark the two trouble. Like the, the shot is coming. 
Nick doesn't have time to to get his Negaton up to deflect it or absorb it or anything. But uh, since he is dressed as Neo, uh, we do need like a bullet time <laughs> matrix bend backward. But also he's doing it on the wall, so he's he's like limbo bending backward, but he's just sort of standing up straight with gravity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. So yeah, you bend back at the knee. Yeah, he 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 dodges and and where it would have hit him square in the chest. Uh, I think it does still catch you a little bit in the shoulder. It's not going to be enough to take just a, like a the slam. bullet type sequence on the roof. Exactly. <laughs> um, you catch a little bit of it, um, just enough that your friend Angus can see that the wound that forms there is not black and goopy, but is a regular ray gun wound, whatever that may look like. I don't know if we've established the fiction of what these ray guns actually do to you. Do they scorch you? <laughs> is there blood? It's frostbite. Is it frostbite? Who's to say? Yeah, neg friction is cold, so it's probably like a, uh, a redness and like maybe it breaks skin depending on how fast it goes, but... Yeah, and this yeah, one just... flip those canned airs upside down and spray it? Oh, yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's like a burn from a canned air. Uh, they, like, it, you, you, like you say, if you had hit him more directly, it might have broken skin, but because it glances off him, you just see the uh, big red welt form. But yeah, you, you are able to see that that there is no black goop there. Uh, so whatever's going on with Nick, it's not the same thing that was going on with Chester. However, that was a mixed success. Uh, you, you, you hit, Nick noped it. There's still a complication that needs to come from this. And for that, I'm going to throw it to Lake. Yeah, I think uh, Lake is just going to go... Because she, I, I know I, I tried to establish like a, a bit of a... Uh, like, hey, everybody stop. But she started this with... Angus, Angus, Nick attacked me. And so I think she's going to do the thing where she clenches you know, her hands into a fist, her elbows are tight to her shoulders, and does the, like, sort of damsel in distress run. Like, her, she's kicking her feet, her, her legs back, and she her, her <laughs> fisted arms and elbows are tight to her body. And she's like, oh, Angus! And, like, throws herself at him and sort of puts her arm around his shoulder. Uh, like my hero, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also is now extremely close to Angus. Yes, absolutely. What's going on? I'm so scared. I'm so confused. Nick, you were able to nope that last attack, but I think mm-hmm. now you've got your opportunity. What is what is Nick's next play? Uh, I think from that bend back and the the slight sort of grazing shot, uh, Nick kind of does a kip up off the wall, <laughs> <laughs> but like onto the ceiling. I think he's gonna like okay. flick back and push up and then re-stick to the ceiling, uh, making a little more distance. But he gets up into that point and then he, he uh, just shouts out, "What did the two of you do to my friends?" Oh no! <laughs> well, oh, it uh, just keeps getting worse. Well, hang on, hang on. Because Angus has seen Nick do one of his Negatana attacks. He's seen him jump up to the ceiling with his shoes. And now he sees this big red welt on Nick's shoulder. So at this point, Angus knows this is Nick for sure. So he turns to the person next to him. He's got her arm around his shoulder. Fear and helplessness in her eyes that are welled up with tears. And I think something clicks to Angus in this moment. He very quietly says, Where is she? She what? What? Elliot, I don't know. Where is she? She she who, <laughs> Angus? What are you what are you talking about? Are you have you have you 
gone mad too? And she's like biting her lower lip. Enough conspiring down there. I may not be able to keep up to Angus's top speed, but I can sure as hell out teleport you. And I'm going to start slip rattling around the room. Angus doesn't turn, but he points the gun at Lake. She gets like right up close like Angus, what? And then the, the gun comes up to her nose. As she's, like, the full-on, like, puss in boots eyes, quivery lip. (laughs) Yeah. Angus aims slightly wide. He doesn't aim to hit. Okay. Fires, points it back, and says, All right, where's the basement? Well, basements are usually, like, a lower story under the main floor, so... Take me to the basement, then. What? 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 She, she's she's just like, the base, sure, sure, no, we should, we need to get out of here. Angus, we need to get out. That's what it hits her. She's like, we need to go. We need to, 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 to get back to the, to, to our, where, where we're from. We gotta All go right, home. All right, he's shooting her in the shoulder. <laughs> All right, Sweet. we have two offers. Nick, you're trying to make a teleport attack on Angus. Angus, you're shooting Lake in the shoulder. Let's get both of those rolls. Uh, Nick first. <laughs> so they're happening simultaneously. Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Communication is key, and we are not doing great on that team. <laughs> <laughs> That's those two... It's almost like our crew has been struggling. <laughs> your Good two fractures Lord. on your crew page coming back to bite you. Uh, yeah, Nick, let's get that roll for that attack. Yeah, I think I just have to roll a straight. I, I'm kind of spent on everything right at this yeah. point. We're pretty close. I've got I've got some of my smarts ones, but I don't know that they apply into this. Uh, so the 1d6 to teleport. A 5. All right, mixed success. And Angus, your role? I, I feel like I should make my intention clear, and that might help clarify what I want to do with my role. Yeah. He doesn't want to hurt Lake, even though this isn't Lake. Mm-hmm. He wants to know where Lake is. And if that means coercing this imposter violently, that's what he's trying to do, ultimately, is figure out how to get to Lake. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, you clear that progress track. I'll tell you whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and if it's about clearing the progress track, we have three left to go, yeah? Yeah. I add a kick from my guts. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm taking a dare to add a kick. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm using my middle finger ability. (laughs) 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 Once per run, you get an automatic six on a roll, no roll required. <laughs> Remind me quickly, where did you get that middle finger ability from? Uh, when he promised Lake he wouldn't let anything happen to her. Uh, and you took it from the Heart Playbook. Mm-hmm. Incredible. You do exactly what you set out to do. You you fired wide. That didn't work. Uh, you point at the shoulder and you fire. You put the kick on it. <laughs> This is going to be gross. Uh, part of the kick is as the shoulder opens and the the black goo, mm-hmm. he sticks his hand in it. Whoa! <laughs> like pressure on the wound. You are not Lake. Yeah. So it you fire, the shoulder explodes in a in a burst of gnarly black goop, and before it can reseal itself, you shove your hand inside. And this clearly, like all of the other shots you've seen happen here, like the blows that. Chester took earlier, they all kind of didn't seem like they, you know, they didn't look like they hurt. As you shove your hand in there, that looks like it really hurts. Uh, Lake's knees buckle, and she falls to the ground, uh, and you you kind of got her at your mercy there. As this is happening, Nick has, has made an attack. Um, you were teleporting around the room and going into strike. 
Um, and and you rolled a mixed success on that one as well, yeah? Yeah, I got a five. Yes, so I believe your, your blow connects here. And it's going to give uh, Angus one more slam, which is one more slam than you can handle, unless you want to do something about that. Uh, I think I have to make a roll now. Can I... Uh, can I nope on his behalf against my own action? Yeah. <laughs> Once you see me buckle and go down. Yeah. yeah. But you yeah, that's great. <laughs> if I, I'll mark the two trouble to nope myself in a way, but like... I think Nick is like slip rattling around the room, just voop, 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 voop. And then in the rhythm between those teleports, he starts yelling, eight, ball, corner, pocket. Uh, but then after that last teleport lunge forward from the billiard table, I think that's when Angus's shot goes off and then the fist into the, into the open bubbling shoulder. Uh, and that's enough that Nick kind of almost stalls out midair and just kind of like falls flat on his face and like skids and then slams into the wall. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's almost like as you're doing that eight ball quarter pocket maneuver, you're catching like a strobe light version of this interaction between Lake and Angus. Uh, and it's only on the last one that it all pieces together what's really going on here. And yeah, you're able to throw off your attack and not connect. However, the mixed success that you rolled before still applies. So you're going to mark your trouble for the nope. Uh, that you just did. You're also still going to take a complication. Um, oh boy. <laughs> I think it's going to be similar to what happened in, to Elliot in the other room. You you hit the floor as you described, take a tumble, go slamming into the wall, and where you connect with the wall, you realize that there is way more mold here than there used to be, and it starts kind of bubbling up around you and pulling you in. Um, and you are also going to be stuck in goop. Angus, you've got lake at your mercy you've got your hand in the wound you can see that this is really causing pain it not only is the wound not able to reform around it but lake seems to be like losing structural integrity and dissolving right in front of you lake do you have any any sinister last words in between like guttural like throat noises um and and most of her body is now turning into black mold it's the last thing to go is her face and and it's just that like She's still trying to keep the bit going because it's it's all it's really the only place she has. Uh, just like Angus, I, I, you you said you wouldn't let anything happen to me. Oh boy! Uh, and it's now more more mold than like. Yeah, this puddle sort of dissolves, and Angus, you you have like it's dripping off your hand, uh, but it sort of just like melts into the floor, and there's nothing left there where Lake was, uh, where like seemingly oh, was. I- I did say if you clear that track, I'll tell you whatever you want. This thing falls into a puddle on the ground, and then that puddle on the ground goes into the floorboards as if it went clearly into the basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and I'll, you know what? Because I, I want to figure out a way, because, you know, you have no motivation to tell them where the basement is. In fact, you have explicit yeah. motivation not to tell them where the basement is. But you made your intent <laughs> clear, Angus. So I think what happens there is, yeah, as this puddle melts away, it like eats through the area rug on the floor. Uh, and like you can see it drip down through the floorboards and it even like it seems to like weaken and and melt a little bit like it doesn't leave a huge gaping hole but it it leaves a pretty big uh, uh, rotted section that you feel like you could probably bust through tight but before you can do that you look in a direction and see that Nick is being (laughs) swallowed up by a similar oozing puddle on the wall back to Elliot and Chester
What do you mean you want to see Devani? What do you care about Devani? I am just saying, I, I want to get out of here. Okay, and if you want to find your friend Chester, you're gonna have to bring me with you. I, I don't want you to go into this mold either. And as the mold's like growing around you, and like his hand is coming to try to like, as if he could pull you out of this goop. If you want to find your friend Chester before he is lost into the either. You're going to take me out of here. I believe he's in a place called Thenispar. And why do I trust you? Why would you trust me? But you do care for your friend, Chester, don't you, Devani's friend? Okay, how do you know who Devani is? You... Why should I tell you anything? You're the one about to be... consumed. Okay, real quick, are my hands free? Like, all of you is sort of stuck, but they're they're free enough. You, you can struggle, yeah. Uh, what can do you, what I pull something do? out of my backpack? You can roll to try, absolutely. So I'm going to roll, first I'm going to roll button masher. Roll to mm-hmm. temporarily gain access to a signature device ability on your sheet you haven't unlocked yet. Oh, amazing. <laughs> That's a six. Yes! yes! <laughs> what ability are we using? We're using Astral Intake. Roll to pull a unique item from the multiverse, like Antitoxin, an alien life form, or the exact key card you need. <laughs> what are you trying to pull from your bag? Help me a ask- flamethrower! <laughs> uh-huh, do it. I'm gonna use my last boost, and I feel like this is taking a dare. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna mark trouble to add another uh, D6. Oh boy. Rolling four. Oh. I rolled a four, and I also rolled doubles. <laughs> Mark that style for the doubles. You are able to, to pull exactly what you wanted to from the multiverse. You were able to pull a flamethrower, um, which is going to be, I, I assume, really helpful for you momentarily as you feel yourself, you know, in doing this rather than struggling or taking Chester's hand, you are swallowed up by this goop. It consumes you, and disappear from the room where Chester is. Uh, and where you find yourself, uh, everything is, is orange and and kind of, it is like a soft glow and everything seems hazy. And you you maybe go to open your mouth and you realize that you're surrounded by some sort of fluid. You're, you're inside some sort of pod. But, but the difference being, you also have a flamethrower in your hands. Uh, so your complication is you've been absorbed by the goop but you're, uh, you are successful and you now have a chance to employ this item that you've plucked from the multiverse. What do you do? Uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's throw some flames. <laughs> Here's the thing that I'm struggling with is like in Slug Blaster, there are some things you can just do like hoverboard on a level surface or climb a ladder. Like you don't need to roll to do things that you could just ostensibly do. Uh, you have to roll to do things like you know, do a cool hoverboarding trick or jump up to the top of a thing using your cool hover boots without a ladder. That's that's the whole thing. I feel like you're inside of a pod full of goo and your goal is to burn your way out. Like, you don't, there's no aim, there's no skill required there. I think you just get to do it. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think you pull the trigger of this thing and I think it, it gets uncomfortably warm. Like, the fluid around you starts to sort of 
bubble and and uh, almost boil but before it can whatever surface tension or membrane is holding this thing together splits and bursts and you come pouring out of this pod into the basement we're gonna leave you there though and check in with our good friends nick and angus (laughs) so when we last left uh the game room the billiard room angus you had just noticed that your friend nick being swallowed up by uh, a big goopy patch in the wall what do you do Put my hand out to Nick and pull him out of the wall. I don't know that Nick's gonna grab it right away. <laughs> Fair enough. Then Nick, what is your what is your off? What is your play here? I think there's a moment of just. Uh, ow. Uh, wait, you knew that. You knew that it wasn't Lake, but you still shot me. I didn't know it wasn't Lake. Not. Not at first. Well, at some point you figured it out because you just blasted the heck out of that thing's shoulder. And then you put your hand in it? Uh, at this point, Angus will poke Nick's uh, uh, red inflamed shoulder where he had shot him. Ah! Yeah, just like that! Ah. Except not just like that, right? Besides, I know you. And I know Lake. That's fair. Can, can you get me out of this goop now, please? Yeah. I think Angus offers his right hand because his uh, left hand was the one that was shoved into Imposter Lake, so that's still kind of drippy and goopy. Yeah. So he offers out his right hand, and as Nick takes it, he winces, and maybe, Nick, that's the first time you notice his bit and bleeding right forearm. Yeah, and actually, we, we should bring that up. Last episode, you got bit by one of the spider plants. Yeah. And I think at first it was bleeding, but at this point, it's actually like the bleeding has has stopped, but you've got a wound there. And from it, a little tiny sprout is is, is coming out of the wound. There's like a little leaf oh. growing up out of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Is that still from... Is, is that still your arm hurting from when I... And, and, and then with the... In... No, 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 no. Different oh. plant. Thing and Elliot and Chester, shit, shit, damn it, no. Angus goes to uh, the door of the, the other room. <laughs> With that, Angus runs to the door, and looking back into the conservatory, you see a table that has been upended and toppled over, nearer to but not quite blocking the door, and other than that, you see an empty room. Both Elliot and Chester have disappeared. Angus looks at Nick. There's one more. They got Chester. And Angus jumps into the hole. (laughs) Hey friends, Robin here, master of slugs, blaster of games, here to thank you on behalf of the whole cast for listening to the show and sharing it with friends. It is not just hugely important to the success of the show, it is the single most important factor in the success of the show. So we really appreciate it. Uh, We are at Quantum Kickflip on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. So follow us on your app of choice. Uh, Dave has been serving up some just top quality memes lately, and Michael creates a new audiogram for every episode of the show, and they're always fantastic. Uh, You can also subscribe to us on Patreon for uh, just five bucks a month. You get early access to uh, every new episode of Quantum Kickflip, as well as bi-weekly bonus content like interviews, outtakes, and lots more. Uh, I'd also like to thank our sponsors at the Alberta Media Arts Alliance Society, whose goal is to advocate, educate, and celebrate the media arts in Alberta. Check them out at amaas.ca. And finally, we are proud members of the Alberta Podcast Network. They have a bunch of 
amazing locally made shows over at albertapodcastnetwork.com. And some of them are also doing Halloween content, including I Love This, You Should Too, which is a podcast about sharing the things you like with the people you love, regardless of how terrible you think their taste may be. They've actually got a couple of Halloween episodes just like us. So if you like this run, I definitely recommend giving their show a listen as well. We release Quantum Kickflip bi-weekly, so we'll be back with a brand new adventure on Wednesday, November 10th, and we're going to get you right back to the action here, but first I'm going to throw it over to Mr. Patterchuk for some important announcements. Alright everybody, I'm just here to give you a quick couple of announcements and then we'll get you back to it. This episode was brought to you by Pod Power. With Pod Power, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a Pod Power shout out to Your Forest. Your Forest is a podcast about the natural world. Hear stories about the environment, renewable resources, conservation, forestry, hunting, fishing, and more. This is a podcast for those who cannot live without the joys and wonders of all wild things. Find Your Forest wherever you get your podcasts or at yourforestpodcast.com. That's yourforestpodcast.com. That sounds like a perfect show for me. I love all the all the natural things. As a kid, I used to run around in the woods for hours and hours on end, just, just taking in the beauty and scenic splendor. One time I got so lost out there and almost felt like I'd never find my way home. Sometimes I, sometimes I wonder if I'm still out there and this has all just been some sort of sort of wonderful hallucination ever since and and really I'm just still out in that forest somewhere trying to trying to find my way back anyway this episode is also brought to you by ATB at ATB we make banking work for you by offering both expert and practical advice in saving budgeting and paying off debt and though your financial situation in the economy may change over time you can be confident your money is safe and secure with ATB we have a history of doing what's right for our clients, especially when times are tough, because ATB was built to help Albertans. For more information, visit ATB.com. That's good stuff. Fiscal responsibility, saving for the future, that stuff is very important. Money won't help you in the forest, though. Money doesn't mean anything out in the trees. Alright, well we better get you back into the action here. Thanks so much for listening. Elliot, you emerge covered in, in orange goop. It's very, uh, in both color and consistency, very marmalady. Yeah. But in uh, smell and taste, not marmalady at all. Unless you're one of those weirdos who doesn't like marmalade, and then it's very marmalade <laughs> in that it's disgusting. <laughs> uh, so you emerge out into a, a very dimly lit chamber. It takes your eyes a second to adjust as you emerge into this room. Um, and you realize that there, while there is a soft glow in here, it is emanating from some orange spheres that, like, very similar to the one that you just flamethrowered your way out of, hanging down from the ceiling in the center of the chamber. Um, and within them, you recognize the unconscious forms of your friends, Lake and Chester. Other than those orange spheres dangling down in the center of the room, every other surface is completely coated in a thick carpet of that black mold. It covers the walls, it covers the ceiling, it's leaching down into the cracked earth underfoot. There's no floorboards here, it's just dirt. But even there, the mold has started to, to take root. And uh, this is where you find yourself. What do you do? Uh, pray and spray. Okay. <laughs> Basically, I want to try and burn away as much of the black mold as I can and see if I can uh, get my friends Lake and Chester out of their pods. 
Cool. Let's get an order of actions in here. Are you are are you attacking the pods or the walls first? Oh, let's do the pods first. Yeah, let's uh let's get a roll for this one as as much as it's like I I've been stressing it like you've got a flamethrower, you can just shoot flames, but it's like there there is some complications here. I I want to I want to get a roll. Feel free to add to it from your playbook. A bit. I don't know what you have left at your disposal at this point. You guys have been pretty depleted, but uh but do what you will. Yeah, no, I'm kind of fresh out, so I'm just rolling with my classic 2. Oh, it's a 6. There we go. I think you aim the flamethrower like slightly to the side of the pod and then bring it closer and closer until it, you know, heats the membrane enough for it to burst. You don't just like set your friends on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, you, uh, you're able to do it in such a way that they, uh, much like how you burst out of it, you sort of, they, they slurp out onto the floor. Um, and it's at this point that we welcome back uh, our player characters, Lake and Chester. Welcome back. what's happening i don't know are you um elliot hi hi lake uh you're uh you're still mad at nick right yeah but i don't know what that has to do with anything chester what if you were confronted with a spider plant you'd want to fight it right well of course i would okay (laughs) thank god and and as you guys are kind of getting your bearings and figuring things out you you hear a crack, a loud crack from above you, uh, and the room gets a little bit brighter than it was a moment ago, and another crack, and you see the ceiling is starting to uh, to buckle downwards above you. And yeah, as, as it continues to buckle, you see your friends uh, Nick and Angus up above. Um, Nick and Angus, as you as you pound your way through the floorboards here, what would you use to um, to do this? By the way, how would you how would you burst your way through? I will give you. I'll give you one more option because I know you have your own tools at your disposal. Uh, a thing that I forgot to mention that is extremely important. Mm. You also have Lake's reality cannon. It's sitting in the puddle that used to be the imposter <laughs> lake. Huh? Like I pick it up, but I don't think I'm going to use it to shoot through a floor. I, the negare works for that. All good. Yeah. <laughs> So you're, you're using your ray gun. Nick, did you have any ideas for how to bust through these floorboards? I was also saying, if, if the first bit is just like bashing the boards, I think Nick then draws his sword and just slices through them. <laughs> yeah, maybe you guys like, you, you kick them a few times and they buckle and you're, you're starting to make some traction and, and Nick's like, wait a minute, and just carves a smooth, <laughs> clean hole. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. Yeah. Wouldn't a huge puff of mold smoke come up from it when it opens? Well, you know what? I think the mold, from, from your perspective in the basement, you can actually see the mold recoils from the spot where Nick's sword cuts through. Um, <laughs> so yeah, daylight pours into the basement. You guys are able to dodge out of the way of the debris. Uh, and uh, Nick and Angus, you can see uh, your friends down there just covered in, in goop, in orange translucent goo. Have we jumped down? Uh, up to you. I jumped down. <laughs> <laughs> Nick? He keeps getting angry at me for jumping ahead in things. And then he follows along. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, careful, everybody. It looks like there's a lot of black mold. Just like Graham Capone always used to say, (laughs) never touch black mold because it will create an evil doppelganger. Don't touch it. (laughs) Oh, thank God, it's Chester. (laughs) Glad to have you back, buddy. Are you sure your Graham isn't like a multidimensional adventurer of some sort? I don't know. I think she would have told me by this point. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she always uh, would talk about like Thena Spa, and I always thought that that she was like saying <laughs> Thena Spa, but maybe I should ask her about that. <laughs> Lake runs over to Angus uh, with her arms a reasonable width apart and a confident stride of someone who's somewhat athletic and not pretending to be scared. 
Uh, <laughs> Angus flinches. Hey, hey, Angus. Sorry. sorry. I'm sorry, too. Why? What? I'm just, I, I was so scared. I'm just so excited to see you. And I'm, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Angus just like, kisses oh. her. <laughs> yeah. Aww. It's real sloppy because they're all covered in goo. Uh, but it's <laughs> it's a nice kiss. Yeah. You you share this this embrace and this kiss, and everyone's sort of uh, getting their bearings and and wiping slime off of them. However, your reunion is somewhat short lived. You begin to hear voices coming from all around you. The mold on the walls, as we established, is even thicker in this chamber. And as you glance around, you see something to begin to emerge from it. Half formed figures that seem to be taking shape from the mold itself. As you watch, they they twist and contort, slowly resolving themselves into something that almost resembles Lake and Chester and Elliot. They're writhing and melting and reforming, struggling to take shape, uh, and they reach out towards you threateningly. I got this. (laughs) (laughs) I just do my best Ripley impression, and I use my flamethrower! Amazing. <laughs> uh, let's let's get another roll. Uh, feel free to use uh, to add dice or to use that one remaining hype die on the crew. I was gonna page. say, do we still have hype die? I think I want a hype die. Do we have one or two? Oh, am I wrong? I see two. Oh, we had two left. Well, I'm gonna take one. I'm rolling three dice. That's a six. Yes. <laughs> I think she because uh, I mentioned that she was wearing a shirt with a rip in it. And I think it's been bothering her. And so she just like pff, rips the sleeve completely off. <laughs> and uh, just like I said, just like Ripley from Alien, just. Pff. I'm sure that's great for the audio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> completely <laughs> torches all of the black mold. Uh, amazing. And yeah, it all sort of uh, melts and, and, you know, it, it tries to recoil, but there's nowhere for it to go. And it just sort of. I don't know if it's the best for you guys to be breathing in the fumes that this undoubtedly gives <laughs> off, uh, but you're reckless teen slug blasters. You don't care about safety precautions like that. <laughs> you uh, you you melt the walls clean and uh, before they're able to form into anything threatening. Uh, is Chester's powered armor anywhere? Does it like come tumbling out of this mold pile, smoldering or something? It doesn't. Weird, huh? Where did that go? Hmm. <laughs> Sorry, out of character. I don't have my power armor. It's not like it was not in the tube with me or anything. Uh, no, your your doppelganger was wearing it, and that doppelganger was not defeated. Yeah. Ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I need to get my armor back. I mean, I feel so naked out here. I just look like Daryl Hall. You look like a goopy, goopy Daryl Hall. <laughs> oh, gee. Are you ready to face yourself, Chester? Uh... Like in a mirror or something? Uh, there are doppelgangers that look like you. That's, they stole your stuff. We want to go fight them? Doppelgangers? Wait, people who look like me? Oh, yeah. This is the fight I've been waiting for. <laughs> where are they? Well, where where is it? Me. It? I think at that moment you hear uh, echoing up from behind you. Closer, closer than, than you think. think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and from that other room in the basement, uh, you see... Uh, a figure emerge. It is wearing Chester's power armor, and it looks kind of like Chester, but it also looks like it's really struggling to maintain that now that Chester's no longer in the pod. It, it's it's trying to hold its form, but can't seem to. And it, it takes a step out of that room and is like, We told you, if you want to leave, you're going to have to take us with you. That's all we wanted. We've been stuck here for so long. 
Can you imagine what it's like for an entity whose only purpose is to spread and consume to be trapped alone in a dead, lifeless dimension? All we wanted was a way out. Oh, I, I think that might be some sort of con. Don't trust me. <laughs> you gotta leave me. I do not appreciate you insulting me by presenting yourself in such a disgusting manner. I look pretty good. I know. I've seen myself in the mirror. So I appreciate it if you just hand over my power armor or I'm going to make this hurt. If you won't let us join you, we will make you join us. If you want this armor back, you can come and take it. That's something I can do. And then, like, I just, like, I... So I don't have my power armor at all, so it's just... I guess I'm just in sneakers and, like, my, like, hoodie and everything. Your friends have gear that they could probably lend you, but also I think it's very Chester to charge it and, and bare-knuckle box this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. So, uh, let's see. This is overwhelming uh, for me. I'm going to do sacrifice your body. So I'm going in. I probably take a hit because I, I have to take a slam that cannot be noped, absorbed by armor, ignored with an ability, etc. Uh, but I get t plus 2d6 on my action roll. So before I do this, I turn. Somebody's filming this, right? And I turn and I just try to like Superman punch him in the face, I am definitely trying to look cool as I do this. Alright, so to be clear, you're, you're taking a slam here, so the first thing we need to do is dole out the slam that you're taking. I think this thing T-1000s its arm into a big, uh, goopy battering ram and just socks you in, in the jaw with, like, the force of a ton of bricks. You are gonna take the, the slam clock cleaned. You got your clock cleaned. <laughs> um, and that fills up your final slam box. So one more is yeah. gonna trigger a disaster roll. But let's get this roll uh, with the additional plus 2d6 bonus. Uh, how about two sixes? Amazing. So we already have a progress track for this monster, progress track of Chester. You guys actually haven't done any damage to it up until this point. Um, and you didn't add any kick to that roll, so that, that would just be a single success. However, That's correct. if you look at your sheet, you'll notice you've done two tracks worth of damage uh, because this thing is struggling to stay, to keep its shape now that you're not in the pod uh, feeding it. So it is, it is now taking massive damage from every blow. So, like, as I said, as I was rushing through, if, uh, you know, maybe he does hit me really hard and, like, I, I stumble down... Uh, but I, I quickly get back up to my feet and I kind of like leap up because he's bigger than me, right? He's standing in this armor. He's going to stand slightly taller than me. So to kind of yeah. get up big, I'm uh, jumping and I'm punching down at, and like across the face like the Superman punch a la Roman Reigns. <laughs> I mean, that's probably where I am uh, kind of like at his feet after that punch. And I like look up and like. Oh, well, that would have taken me down. <laughs> As you do this, yeah, unequivocal success. You've, I've marked your progress track. The creature sort of goops out. Like, your, your punch essentially, like, destroys its face for a second. And when it reforms, it's not into an approximation of Chester, but into an approximation of Lake's face. And it looks out at the group and is like, Angus, are you going to let him do this to me? I'm firing the fucking reality cannon. I, oh, okay. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But also, Lake, I want to hear from you, too. What is your what is your response to seeing this thing wearing your face? She's it's Yeah, because, I mean, this is all new to, to Chester and Lake. And so she she freaks out a little. But she also can see it's a monster. So she's she's 
Like, it's weird that it did that. It kind of trips her up a bit, but there's been a dozen other girls dressed like Poison Ivy today, so, you know, it's not the first time <laughs> she's seen someone who uh, can't look as good as her. So I think she... she uh, I, I want Angus to fire the, the reality cannon, so I think I'm just going to kind of get behind him and help him. I can see, you know what, when you go to grab an Angus, because you need two arms, and yours has a little leaf on it, mm-hmm. and I can see you're hurt, I think I sort of stand behind you and help you, like, cradle it and hold it. Nice. And I am going to give you, on your attack, I am going to give you both of my heart kick. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> now, Robin, I'd like to take you back in time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please, take me on a journey. Once upon a time after our Thenispar run, mm-hmm. Lake streamed a video to the MyPage. You can find it on my page, uh, mypage.com slash glitchgirl, mm-hmm. where she uh, shows us very diligently how to use the reality cannon. And you as the GM promised that the next person to use her reality cannon other than Lake gets 1d6 extra to their role. I sure did, didn't I? Yeah, sure did. <laughs> Well, there we go. Um, Yay, we paid it off. <laughs> roll with that along with any other dice that you're uh, you're adding to that. You have one more take, hype take die. Take the hype dice. Oh, I'm taking that hype dice. 3d6 to kick. I rolled a six. Yeah. There it is. Between the kick that you've added here and the massive damage it was already taking from being a malformed pile of goo, you just obliterate this thing. It, you you hit it with your reality scrambling beam. Lake is behind you supporting you and, and offering you that help and, and the two of you sort of fire it together. You, you fire the thing, the lob shot embeds itself in its chest and for a split second before it explodes, its face morphs into Elliot's and it looks down and goes, that's not good. And then it explodes <laughs> and coats you all in goo. This is an unequivocal success. You're not going to take any slams or anything from this. All of you are completely coated in just gnarly black goop. Like, that's unavoidable. Congratulations. You've solved my uh, monster puzzle. So, Chester, you are able to recover your armor at this point. You all have all of your gear back. And behind this figure, it it emerged from that room. You can see uh, in, in the next chamber there where this one was like a a gnarly mold chamber. The next one looks like an actual room in the house. It's a cellar of some kind. Everything looks very, very dusty. There is a a bookcase that looks less so. So with my receptive ability, where I notice stuff everyone else is too busy to, <laughs> like hidden, hidden panels, uh, I'm assuming I find the secret latch that opens it up to get the secret entrance. Yeah, weirdly, because you, you Chester, have just emerged from this pod, so you haven't actually seen a lot of what the others have in this room, including things like blueprints, uh, schematics as I called them, of the house, and uh, little bits of text in it and a foreign-looking script. But still, that ability you have allows you to notice subtle details. Uh, And as you move into this chamber and investigate, Chester, you pick up on the fact that while all of these books are, are in some sort of strange script that you don't recognize, one of the books, the characters don't seem to match the others. They seem to be mirrored from the rest of the books on the shelf and as you go to reach out and touch that book you pull it out and just like an episode of scooby-doo the whole bookcase begins to slowly rotate check this out as i'm disappearing behind the yeah, i think because lake like obviously it was very traumatic being in the the pod but we we actually didn't go through the real roller coaster of like emotions and doubt that the other ones did we just vibed in a pod for the last episode i think lake still has that like slug blaster gumption that that chester has and is like yeah gang let's go secret tunnel come on and lynn looks over at the three of them just like shaking and withered and on their last legs <laughs> and then like sort of merrily like runs along <laughs> like, 
Uh, do the other three join your compatriots going through the bookcase? Adventure awaits, my friends. On we go. Yeah, you emerge uh, out the other side into a room that looks remarkably similar to the chamber that you just left, but perfectly mirrored. You make your way back out through the next chamber, which is not full of, of mold and goop on this side. Uh, you make your way up the stairs uh, and out through a doorway into the conservatory. It, it is it's a little overgrown, but you're able to sort of push your way out. And there was there was a secret door behind the vines all along. If only you'd looked for it. Uh, mm. And and as you move through the mansion, each of these rooms is mirrored from what you remember. You find your way out into the conservatory and then maybe out into the billiard room. The, the floor on this side is not caved in in the way that it was where you left. And, and finally into the foyer, the, the central room that you entered into. Only this one looks noticeably different. It's not just mirrored. In the center of it, there is a large spiral staircase leading up yep. to a second level. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lake pulls out the space-time amphibeater and can tell that there is a thin zone at the top of these stairs. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The... Yes, it's it's there. Yeah. And it's no more weird glitch signals, no more strange readings. It is It is clearly there up on the second level. Alongside that, Nick is also having done the investigating before. He he's finally found the staircase. It, it is it is up there. He can confirm. So as you emerge up onto the second level, uh, it is similar to uh, how it was on the other side of the flip. Uh, it is caved in and and sort of rotted away. Um, the acid rain has stopped, and you can tell uh, Lake's amphimeter confirms that the portal zone is right ahead. However. You hear an ear-piercing screech from above you, and as you look up, you see a dark shape approaching in the overcast night sky. As it draws nearer, you realize that it's not one screech, but a multitude, all crying out in unison. Lightning flashes, revealing a writhing swarm of bats, all moving as one. Their tails tangled into knots, and their wings partially fused together, creating a grotesque monstrosity that is both one creature and many. A Bat King! (laughs) The Bat King descends upon the rooftop, its many mouths open and teeth bared in a singular hunger for the blood of these teenage trespassers. And now is the time that we're going to get a disaster (laughs) roll. And Lake got a six. So did Chester. So did Elliot. So did Angus. Nick. Nick! Uh, Nick got a three, so... <laughs> oh, no! Rolling his single die, uh, he got a three. Yep. <laughs> well then, Nick, I'm sorry, but uh, disaster is about to strike. This Bat King swoops down upon you, its teeth bared, its its talons out. Uh, do bats have talons? This one does. These ones do. It's coming in. And does anyone want to use their six that they rolled to save our good friend Nick from disaster? Yes. Aww. To, to, to put it, bring it all home. She's she's not mad at Nick anyway. She's a little still like you know, she we got to move past this, and so uh, yeah, she'll she'll help Nick here. Beautiful, because this time it wasn't his fault, and this time he he helped save her. So there you go. Then uh, everyone else mark one style. Lake, unfortunately, you don't get to mark that style because instead you're going to use it to save a teammate from doom and disaster. Yeah, at the last second, as this thing comes screeching down, Lake offers out her hand. Nick, you reach out to take it, and as your hands touch, Lake's glitch crosses over and and lights up your arm, confirming what you already knew, that this is your friend offering out a hand, and you're pulled out of the way just in time, and all six of you make it through the portal zone back to Null. So 
we're going to bring it into the downtime portion. Um, and before we get into individual scenes, we got some uh, some style to dole out to uh, both uh, your crew and to you as individuals. Uh, you guys, as uh, weirdos and underdogs, you get plus three style for your crew every time you, uh, after runs where you take an unconventional approach, uh, and after runs where you get in way over your heads. And boy, does that apply this time around. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely, you're going to get another six style to add to the already six style bank that you have on your crew tab. <laughs> I, I think we just didn't really resolve that last time because the crew was in a bit of a shambles at the end of the Golden Jungle Run. So you guys have a lot to spend this time around. So yeah, who uh, who has a scene that they would like to purchase, a downtime scene? Okay, so uh, I'm going to actually spend uh, four style. I'm going to do in the lab four times. Oh. And then afterwards, what I would like is Juniper uh, Jenkins to come over to work on our project where we're growing a potato. Uh, and she comes to my garage where I'm keeping the potato, and then she happens to see the stuff that I'm hopefully going to create. So I'm going to roll those now, see what parts I get first. And I'm hoping for, oh boy. So I rolled a, a two, a six, a six, and a six. Oh, <laughs> so that's boy. A, a, a disc, and then three renditions of your choice and roll again. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's re-roll these three. A two and then a five and a five, which is just your choice. Oh my God. <laughs> Damn. And I am going to create a force field generator for my armor, mm-hmm. which is a, len- a lens and a gem. And I'm going to uh, spend a gem and a coil to create a power cell. Like, And these are pieces that are going to go into my armor, but they're not in there quite yet. They are just off to the side, and I've like uh, rigged these things up based on like parts from like, you know, old like nest cartridges and like uh, gems from, uh, you know, I, I picked up uh, from the quarry and all that kind of stuff. So I, I've put this thing together, and it's sitting there, and Juniper Jenkins, she's coming in. I... Uh, Okay, Juniper, um, come this way. Here. Uh, yeah, I, I, I still don't quite understand why we have to meet in your garage. I, I told you we could grow the potato at my house, and, and it would be in a stable environment, in, in, in uh, laboratory conditions. And, and wh- what is all this stuff? Well, uh, okay, we've got to get to the potato. That's really important. But, like, this is, I don't know, I'm just, like, kind of working on this, uh, I don't know, this force field thing. It's a, it's like a, it's like a thing that you can't get through, and it's made out of energy. I, I, I call it the energy wall, and uh, and then of course I, I've also made this uh, power cell that will help. You know, I'm planning to put it into my armor there, uh, but you know, I just like it. I was able to kind of like get all the battery acid out of uh, a car battery and getting uh, some nega friction together. Yeah, it, it's it's boring. It's not really. It has nothing to do with the potato. She picks up the power cell and she's like, are you focusing the output of the negafriction coil through a gem to increase the power exponentially? This is this is incredible, Chester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's nothing to do with the potato. Um, as you can see <laughs> over here, I, I've got some bad news. I was trying to uh, 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 grow the potato. I did get some battery acid onto it, so it's dead. So I'm just like letting you know this uh, project, my 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 attempt didn't work. You're right. I'm not really good at this uh, science stuff. Is it, is it cruel if if I admit that I already am growing a 
a backup potato at my house because I knew that this would happen. Uh, that that would totally make sense. Uh, I was a little like preoccupied, um, but I, I, I'm glad that you're on top of it. I mean, I can I can see that. How did you figure out how to do all this stuff and, and put all these pieces together? Like what? Where did you learn this? I don't know. I was just kind of like looking uh, at, at like uh, this Nintendo cartridge and I'm like, I don't play Bionic Commando anymore. And I ripped it open and I'm like, hey, you know what this kind of looks like? This kind of looks like the insides that you, of like the force field generations that they have at the uh, uh, drow facility. You know, I was just like, oh, Wait, you've been inside the drow facility. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of like. uh it got my armor confiscated when we were uh, slug blasting into other dimensions. And you know how it goes. Rescue uh, takes your stuff. And you're like, come on, leave me alone. I'm just living my life over here. You anyway. broke into the drought facility? Oh, yeah. And then we broke out. I, we, you know, I wound up body checking a few of the uh, rescue agents. It, it was pretty cool. I mean, I, I thought you meant like on a on a tour on a field trip or, or maybe you you were in one of the summer programs like the the one i went to with with nick but this is that's incredible yeah i could and, i, I could a little terrifying oh yeah well i mean i've been learning all sorts of stuff as i've been slug blasting you know i just the other day uh, we found an, another way to like go all the way to the waking pits from null and i was like what isn't this pretty good, you guys? And they're like, uh, Chester, you're the smartest. They didn't say that. I just said that well, on th- their that, behalf. Th- but that can't be possible. No one can get into the waking pits. Like, you have to tell me how you did that. And she, she like just the the assignment. Uh, she's got all her papers with her in her binder, but she kind of sets it down. And and uh, you guys get very little work on your project done. She'll do it all later. <laughs> um, but she just wants to hear your your stories. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. If you want me to explain it, just come with me into the kitchen and I'm going to make you a cheesesteak. I actually want to clear up the last scene of uh, the the track that follows through uh, angst, struggling, and darkness with the final one of Catharsis. Spend up to four style. Who helps you? What do you understand now you didn't before? What will you change? Clear two doom. Clear one fracture. Mark one legacy. Gain a special. That is a lot of benefit on there. It is a lot. That ticked off uh, quite a few scenes to get up to that one. But uh, yeah, I would be... I'll, I'll chalk up my four styles. Yeah, I think, as has been highlighted through... The adventures where Nick has been kind of selfish and and uh, jealous and angsty and all that. I I think some of that lives in in between how he sees his friendship with Angus and then how that communicates what slug blasting means to him and the rest of the crew. And I th- I think maybe he needs to hash some things out there. Absolutely. I think your friend Angus might need a little bit of help with a uh, a certain spider bite that he got and and a uh, a little sprout that's been growing up out of his forearm. Um, and I think Nick, as the smarts, you might be just the person to to give him a hand with that. Yeah. So where where are we? Where does this scene take place? Where are we joining you guys? I think maybe it's in the video hut. Nick is technically on shift, but it's it's a quiet night. It's like middle of the week kind of thing. People have already come and grabbed things early on. No one's coming in super late, uh, and they're just sort of set up uh, across the counter. 
uh, using it almost like an operating table for this. <laughs> <laughs> We've let a little time pass. <laughs> yeah, we we join you there, uh, Nick. How are you? How are you getting this thing out of Angus's arm? Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I said like an operating table, and now I've just got it in my mind that it is being treated like an operation. But uh, you know, the best scalpel that Nick's got is his negatana. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy <laughs> they're not really standing across the counter but uh angus has laid his arm out on the counter and nick is sort of crouched over top of it using holding the negatana with both hands kind of guiding it to try and uh, separate the plant tissue from that of angus's arm yeah you make a precise incision uh along the base of this plant like angus winces a little but but angus is a tough kid he he holds it together and you're uh able to like delicately lift this uh, sprout up out of Angus's arm. And as you lift it, it sort of jerks away in your hand and and it's got little spider legs at the very bottom of it and you see it start to skitter across the counter, but you're able to just swat it with the flat of your sword and smoosh it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little tiny spider plant. a little thwack and then a bit of a sizzle. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, geez, I didn't... I wasn't expecting it to try and run. (sighs) It still feels like it's in there. Do you, <sighs> do you need me to cut deeper? Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, you, you, you got it. It just that's it. Still feels like it. It, it'll be fine. I'm sorry. Your arms <sighs> are always getting hurt on these, and I. It's fine. It's, it's part of it. It's whatever. It's part of it, but it's not the only thing about it. And Angus, I've been, I've been too reckless lately, and I'm. I'm really sorry about that. I, I've been I've been jeopardizing our runs and and the stuff with with the crew and I. I don't I don't want to mess up what weird gravity is, but I, I just. I was, I wasn't paying attention to what what was happening to everyone when I, did what I was doing. So why'd you do it, like? <laughs> You're a smart kid. You have a pretty good sense of what's going on. You don't tend to get distracted, Nick. I guess... I've never really had a a crew to run with before, and I was getting caught up in it. And when we get to do the wild, amazing things on these runs, that it, it's so exhilarating, and I... It, it feels like the adventures that I, I watch and I read and I... We're actually doing them. I, I guess I was just caught up in that, finally having a, a party to adventure with. I guess I get it. You know, when I was homeschooled, I was in a new extracurricular every two months. Some bullshit. My mom wanted to keep me busy, or, I don't know, she said she wanted me to be, find an interest, find a hobby. Something to take my mind off of. It doesn't matter, but um, I get it. This is the first thing, the only thing that, like, uh, you know, is cool and worth doing. <laughs> it is pretty cool. And I think as you find this this sort of shared sense of camaraderie, uh, Nick, you, you bust out the... Uh, Video Hut's first aid kit that is covered in a layer of dust because it just sits under the counter and no one ever uses it. <laughs> uh, and use the roll of gauze to uh, to wrap the wound on 
Angus's arm, the same arm that that got hurt in the golden jungle uh, when you guys had your your mishap there, but you're you're helping him heal it here, and you're also helping heal a fracture on the crew tab as we erase the fracture of planar eclipse. Uh, and also on that, I do snag a special through there. I think the one I'm going to t- uh, tick off is techno babble. Uh, once per run, explain something extremely technical with fun jargon and get one style or plus two d six to a roll. Oh. And I think part of that comes from uh, the continued relationship of of Angus and Nick working in the lab and tinkering, and and that being something that they bonded over was was how they could work together and and talk through the more technical stuff like that. Ah, oh, that's beautiful. Nice. I I love that from a mechanical standpoint of you getting to like just make up some technical sounding bullshit and allow it to have a a tangible impact on your role. That's so good. <laughs> beautiful who else has got scenes they want to buy yeah i think i'm gonna clear two style uh for a scene of passion uh a scene where of you hyping up your crew doodling logos in a notebook daydreaming etc in this case checking in with your friends uh and so i'm gonna check in with uh angus uh sorry um angus as well but nick first uh, just about the fact that we've we've sort of been beefing with each other about how you know who's running in recklessly who's running in selfishly hmm. and uh i i i feel like we after that last run i i i understand a little more your 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 impulses and your drive and i just i want you to know that i'm i'm we're a crew and i'm here for you well thanks lake and i i've done some thinking too and I know sometimes I, I make bold moves, but I, I need to make sure that when I'm doing them, I make them and everyone's along with me. And I, yeah, I, I really, I, I thought I had earned your forgiveness, but then it turned out that the one that was forgiving me was the mold monster. And, and then I cut it in half. Um, so I thought that the forgiveness wasn't there, but then you did still save me from, from the bat king. So I guess there was forgiveness and no, I, I really appreciate it. And I, I, I like slug blasting with you and I, I think we can really do a lot more together still. Yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of time to think in that pod and I, I I was definitely mad at you when I went in, but I not so much when I came out. So yeah, I agree. I like slug blasting with you too. And uh part of that passion scene is uh I get to gain a special and the special I'm going to gain is intuition. Once per run, you can warn a teammate just in time to avoid a slam, and when I do I mark a style. So she's literally learning how her how her team moves and plays and is going to, to, to roll with those punches and help them out instead of trying to stop them from doing what they're gonna do. Oh, very good. And then I want to check in uh, with Angus. Um, heck, you know what? If I can, if I may, uh, you guys finish up your your operation thing. Uh, I walk into the video hut. We have the same conversation over the counter of the video hut with with Nick, and then I go meet Angus outside of the video hut as he's smoking and nursing his wound. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. She sort of sheepishly walks up. There's a single a single like light, you know, coming down from the video store sign illuminating the the sidewalk in front of the big glass windows it's uh the h is always burned out so it always it constantly says video ut (laughs) (laughs) hey hey Hey. i uh i just i guess i just want to say like i i i really like what we have here both as 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 friends and as slug blasters and and you know whatever else we have here and and i i i i I value what we have too much to want to push you anywhere you don't want to be um yeah i mean i I had a whole thing with nick about that and i'm not about to turn around to do it to you emotionally so um you you can tell people we're we're together you can tell people we're not i i don't expect you to 
I don't expect you to, to be my couple's costume. You know? I thought it was I shouldn't have made that assumption. Uh, yeah, um I I would have made a terrible Mr. Freeze anyway. Uh it just would have looked not half as good as what you were able to do, um, literally. Yeah, you're just too hot. No. <laughs> 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 good one. And Genghis is blushing. Yeah, well, he's totally <laughs> blushing. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just, whatever this is, I like it, and I don't, I don't want it to change, and it, I don't want to, we don't have to label it if, if you don't want. And she, like, holds both his hands. Yeah, that um, weirdly means a. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. And I think they just sort of vibe there together under the light. Mm-hmm. And Nick is standing inside the other side of the window, dabbing away tears. <laughs> <laughs> so happy for them. <laughs> uh, and then smash cut to the next day, where I am going to roll. I'm in the lab. Uh, so she she or she orders something that she thinks is like a discount gem on the internet, and then when it arrives, uh, it's uh, exactly what she wanted. Uh, it's because I got a six. Oh, nice! <laughs> and then also they put something else in the box for some reason. It was like a weird two for one special. A lens. Yes. Oh, let's go one style for everything. Everything she needed. Incredible. Um, yeah, they just they, they included the lens. She wasn't even expecting it. So she has everything <laughs> she needs for the subjectivity diode. Inspired by today's adventure, the subjectivity diode lets you create a temporary illusionary reality for a specific target. The effect happens within their senses. So so some, some Scarlet Witch energy. Oh, amazing. Oh. <laughs> uh, who else has a scene they want to buy? Uh, I'm going to purchase Being Good, Clear 2 Style, chores, homework, Bible study, showing up for your shift, you know, trying. Uh, so I get to clear two style and clear two trouble. So yeah, before uh, high school, Angus was homeschooled, uh, had a little bit of a, a tumultuous period there, but is now in public school for high school. Uh, and two months have now passed. And so he has a meeting with his mom and Vice Principal Patterchuk to discuss his progress. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think we we join um, in Mr. Patterchuk's office, which is smaller than you'd expect. Like it's it's very cramped. He's kind of got like clearly the principal took the good office and left Patterchuk with mm-hmm. like the one that maybe was supposed to be a supply closet or a, a supply room. <laughs> it's got it's like got a window, but it's a really small window and it's in a weird spot. There's like a downspout from the eaves trough right next to it that kind of cuts off half the window. Um, and his desk is all piled up with, with papers and whatnot. Uh, I was like, yeah, well, um, uh, thank, thank you for meeting here today. I know that, uh, uh, you, you're very interested in, in Angus's progress here, uh, in Mrs. Franklin. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm very interested to see how uh, my boy uh, Angus here is doing, you know. I, I, I'm very curious because I, I don't know if you know, this is his first time being in in public school. And, and I'm I'm just so concerned, you know. Yeah, no, I could. Like high school, mom. I gathered that you were concerned because normally we only have these kind of meetings when when I call the parent in because there's something to discuss. But but uh, you you were really insistent. I was prompt. I was wanting it right away every two months. You know, it's a bi-monthly thing. I always uh, It's a little, little unorthodox for the parent to call a parent-teacher meeting. But uh, yeah, things are going no, going great. Nothing, uh, nothing major to report. Angus seems to be 
passing all his classes here and, uh, you know, always room for improvement. But uh, in Angus's case, I'd say this is a, a marked improvement. Oh, well, that, well, that's very good to hear. Angus, that is so nice. Uh, and she kind of tries to lean in so Angus isn't here, but Angus totally hears. How has he been? Has he been? Has he been finding friends? Sometimes he doesn't make friends all that good. And I'm just wondering, is he fitting in in here? Oh, my God. Mom. Oh, yeah, yeah. I always see him running around with those four other little weirdos that, yeah, there's the... <laughs> The one that that has the the glowy shoes and he's always walking up stuff and there's the 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 girl with the interesting patterns going on and and then the, the, oh. the, the lanky kid who's uh he always seems to be getting into scrapes and uh and and then there's that that one kid I I don't like that one girl she she intimidates me <laughs> in a way that I'm not comfortable with but yeah he's he's always running around with those those other kids in the crew there. Oh, okay. Well, Angus, that is so good to hear that you found some friends, and uh, you've been seeing that uh, that that one uh, Marsden girl there. Yeah. Why are you picking her out, Mom? She seems to be coming by a little bit more often, you know, than the other uh, the other weirdos. You know. Yeah, I've noticed that too. They 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 seem to be getting quite close in the halls lately. They're always at each other's lockers. I always have to come around and be like, "Hey, you're not." Go to your own locker. That's not your locker, but they're, they're they don't care. They're at each other's lockers. Are they keeping stuff in there? Are they storing stuff? I don't know. I I I need a warrant to look in there. I mean, kids are a mystery. That is true. Okay. Well, this is all wonderful news, Angus. I'm so proud of you. See, this is. No, oh, sorry. What? I'm proud of you. You're doing well in school there. You're passing your classes. You're and you're f- finding friends. This is great. This is exactly why I didn't want you focusing so much on the slug blasting. You know, I just wanted you to. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Slug blast? Who's slug blasting? Nobody better no be slug, slug blasting around here. I've made it very clear in the assembly on the first day of school that that sort of thing is frowned upon. Oh, you sure did, Patterchuck. Hugs, not slugs, and he salutes. <laughs> and, uh, darn right. I like this this kid. He's, he's a good egg. And may I just say, I, uh, Mrs., Mrs. Franklin, I love the timbre of your voice. It's just, it's so pleasing <laughs> to listen to. Oh, my God. And Angus heel taps for the second time this meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so many people just talk in a boring kind of monotone, but I like to hear someone with some dynamics and expression. Well, well, thank you very much. I must say that your voice is also very interesting. It's, uh, I, I'm pretty proud of it. I've cultivated... Slow fade. <laughs> <laughs> I think I want to do struggling. Mm-hmm. Struggling. Clear up to three trouble. Your issues get worse. You act out, project, misidentify your problem, and try to solve it the wrong way. Mark one doom. So for this, I think Elliot has like already had a date with Devani uh, planned before this whole adventure. Yeah. Can I offer, because you guys went and did this on the Friday before Halloween, the night everyone was partying, but I believe Halloween was actually on the Sunday, we determined, in, in 1999. So is it maybe that you guys get together on actual Halloween and just, like, watch movies in the basement? or? Yeah, it's absolutely that. Uh, what are you watching? Uh, the Thing. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. I think Carpenter is uh, Elliot's favorite. 
So yeah, you guys are, are watching the thing. You're um you're watching that really tense scene where they're like pricking everyone's finger and 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 testing the blood, and Devani's kind of like cowering a little bit and like pulling the blanket up, and it's just like oh, it's oh, I just I hate when they show them like cutting the it, it just they, I wish they didn't show it. Yeah. Um, I was fine with like the the head spider crab thing scuttling across the floor, but watching the finger get poked—that's the ugh, ah, just yucks me out. Do you want to pause it for a second? No, no, I'm I'm, I can be strong. Um, and she kind of cuddles up to you because yeah, it's that's the reason people watch horror movies on dates is an excuse to to cuddle up. Can can we pause it though? Can we pause it for a second? Oh, um, yeah, sure. Is is something wrong? Devani, um, yeah. Have you ever been to the Waking Pits? The Waking Pits? No, I. I mean, I, I've done a little bit of popping over into other dimensions at parties and stuff. I mean, you remember the the night, the day we met, we we were in Vestige, but but I'm not like a a slug blaster, slug blaster. Like I haven't really gone beyond one dimension over, kind of thing. Right, but you you wouldn't say know anything about like a like a creepy old mansion and and black mold is this like another movie that you want to watch or or what what's going on here i was i was in the waking pits for a run and there were (sighs) look devani are are you babe are you human uh yeah what else would i be uh, a doppelganger monster made of black mold that keeps the real humans in a pod in a basement. Okay, wait, back up for a second. So you you ran into some sort of creature while you were over there, and and now you think that I'm one of those because why? What did I do? You you you, you didn't do anything. They they knew your name. Okay, and so they said something to to get in your head and mess with you, and you don't trust me enough to know that I. I would never lie to you. Right. I know. I know you would never lie to me. I know. It's just, I, they really got in my head and, um, sorry, forget I said anything. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't like, I feel like watching movies anymore. I, I think I'm just going to go home. Right. Um, oh, okay. Have a good night. Yeah. I think I figured out how this one ends and she gathers up her stuff and, and leaves. Yeah, that's oof. That got intense, but that's you're you're on you're moving your way through the dark path, trying to get to the reward at the end of it. Uh yeah, mark your doom. Mm-hmm. I've got uh, a style left, so I'm gonna do a quick in the lab. So I'm just gonna roll a die for that, and right there was the six. Okay, um, uh, what do I? Uh, <laughs> I'll take a coil. A lot of my things need a coil, and then I roll again on the thing. And it was a three, which is a lens. So I got a lens and a coil. Oh, okay. Uh, yep, yep, uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> both of those get spent uh, toward getting field projector. Roll to temporarily remove the surface friction from a room-sized area near you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, I've, I'll have i do an in the lab as well. I, I have one style left. Mm-hmm. So I rolled a three... Which gets me a lens. And I can't do jack with it, so, yeah. <laughs> are, are there any particular pieces you might need? I've got a spare gem kicking around if you wanted a, a thang. Uh, may I have your gem? 
please, let's say it was part of the two of them hanging out and tinkering around, doing their good in the labby boys. Uh, do you want a lens or a disc in exchange? I wouldn't say no to a lens. Yeah, take my lens, I'll take your gem. Heck yeah. Uh, and Angus has finally managed to get a good enough look at Nick's Rift Ninja sneakers that now he's also been able to rig some anti-nega friction outsoles into his own yeah. shoes. You can run up walls, hang from ceilings, keep your hoverboard stuck to your feet, etc. Oh, that's very good that you guys <laughs> traded resources to get that ability in particular. That's very good. Yeah, 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 yeah. two scenes that I want to purchase. Mm-hmm. A while ago, I started a tree uh, that starts with something called Caught in a Plot. I was mistaken for someone from Jet Collective and we were given their hasware. Uh, yeah, was- and you guys have since met Jet Collective, and I don't think you ever owned up to the fact that that slick hasware you got was meant for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what's this next step? Uh, this next step is called Serendipity. Clear three style. Your moment of dumb luck continues to pay out, but also gets much more complex. Gain one legacy. Yeah, then I think we go to Infinite Pizza, the place where you were the last time this all went down. You're you're in one of the uh, the coveted booths there, uh, and you're sitting across the table from someone who's got their their phone kind of set out uh, and a red, little red light going on it, uh, and you're just wrapping up uh, an interview with a a reporter from Slug Blaster magazine. So you, wait, they were both like doppelganger. They were they were made out of the mold. Yeah, the mold took human form. What, how did you deal with that the mold? Like, how did you get rid of it? You said it was everywhere, right? Okay, so uh, I have this thing called the Voidware Backpack, which allows me to draw items from the multiverse that I might need. And you would not believe this, but it's true. I pulled out a frickin' can I say frickin'? I pulled out a frickin' flamethrower. <laughs> it's in print, so I can just yeah, it's fine. <laughs> All right, well um yeah, th- thank you so much for uh, for agreeing to meet with us. This will this will run uh, sometime next month. Uh, I'm so glad that the the folks here at the at the shop were able to to put us in touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you so much. This has been a real pleasure. So yeah, you guys. Uh, the the reporter covers the tab for the the slices that you guys ordered, um, and uh, and yeah, you have you have been profiled in Slug Blaster magazine, which is going to allow you to gain one legacy. The other side of that, though, the uh, also gets much more complex, is that uh, when it is released, uh, it is released under the headline of "Meet the newest member of Jet Collective." <laughs> uh, because, see, that reporter Uh-oh. got your info from the people who run the shop who are under the impression that you're a member of Jet Collective. <laughs> and I think Jet Collective is notoriously <laughs> uh, standoffish with the press and, and doesn't give interviews and doesn't give them the time of day. Uh, they let their art speak for them. Um, so when they found out they had an opportunity to talk with someone from Jet Collective, they jumped at the opportunity. <laughs> Will that complicate your relationship with this new crew? We'll see about that. <laughs> The next piece I want to do, uh, I would like mm-hmm. to do a scene with Chester. Oh, beautiful. Me? You. Me. Okay. Um, I think we're, maybe we're hanging out under the bleachers and weird thing, Elliot is smoking. <gasps> what? <gasps> Up until this point, uh, the only other person who knew was Angus, but she is now smoking in front of you. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, I didn't know you smoked. Yeah, uh, pretty much no one knows. I barely do it, but, you know, it just uh, calms me down sometime. Oh, 
what are you are you worried about something what, what's going on well i i had a fight with Devani and it's it's stupid and the doppelgangers really got inside my head and you know i just i just sometimes wish i was more like you chester you know like i i i really don't like conflict and i really don't like confronting people and when i do bad things happen and not you though you 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 face things head on and you really never back down from a fight, you know? So, I really, I just wish you could kind of, like, can you teach me to do that? Uh, like to fight? Or? Yeah. Yeah, why not? I mean, uh, I I had to take you, well, I had to take your doppelganger on, and I was not prepared. So, clearly, I need to uh, buff up. Um, okay. We'll get it started. Um, so, the very first thing you need to learn is how to take a punch. It's something like this. Okay. All right. That was. Oh wait. Sorry. Are you ready? I didn't. I didn't. Uh... <laughs> no. Uh, I think it'll be okay. Okay. Perfect. Well, here's another. Swing. <laughs> you, you can duck under it or whatever, but yeah. And I think they they continue on just like sparring and uh, jabbing and stuff. And that was a moment of personal growth. Oh. Yeah, uh, personal growth. Clear for style. How are you changing? Who are you learning from? Show in a scene or montage. Gain a special from another playbook. All right, what special are we getting? Uh, I'm going to the Grit playbook, and I'm going to take Walk It Off. You gain one extra slam box. Mark one style every time you take a slam. Oh, incredible. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, all right, and since we're checking in with Chester, Chester, did you have another scene that you wanted to, to grab? Uh, yeah, so I'm going to do a scene called uh, Redemption. Basically, I'm going to get uh, my uh, my gram and my dad together. Uh, I have assembled like some poster board uh, with graphs and little duotangs with uh, some information. It is like fairly well organized. Not the best handwriting, because here's the thing: being smart doesn't improve your handwriting. Uh, but uh, it's still all handwritten out and. Uh, all these notes as basically there's a business plan and, and you know his uh, his dad and Graham are, are like you know leafing through it and uh, I've just gone through all the big points essentially like hitting stuff like you know it's hard for people from a lower uh, economic status like ourselves to just uh, get a lot of capital and be able to make it. So oftentimes people from our position uh, will go and try to get into sports if they're capable. Now, I'm no Dave Brown, so that's just out. However, I'm finding that I'm pretty good at this slug blasting. And uh, there are many opportunities. Uh, you can get sponsorships. Uh, you can get free equipment. You can get uh, free trips. This would be our possible way out of uh, making it here in Canada. Uh, you know, and I think this is pretty good. I, I've, I know I've gotten into a lot of trouble, but I don't think uh, I've really realized the true potential of all this, that this could actually be a boon to all of us. So uh, with that... Uh, I, I hope you appreciate my presentation. I hope you enjoyed the cookies that were meant as a bribe. I shouldn't have said that part out loud. But <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you think? Well, dear, you know what I always say. 
You can kiss the tax man, but never slip him tongue. <laughs> uh, your dad has been sitting quietly in a chair holding a, a bottle of beer, <clears throat> listening to this. He's not a lot of expression on his face. He goes, so you've put a lot of thought into this, Chester? Yeah, I've been thinking a lot recently. I, I This is the most work I've put into anything, aside from, you know, my armor and stuff. And I think Chester did lend some extra weight to this. I think you're even able to. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this off right if you wanted. Uh, you're right. able to throw down an envelope on the table uh, with a, a fat wad of cash in it. That you were able to get a little bit of a uh, 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 sponsorship for this last run when you were able to stream on Halloween from the Waking Pits when when no one else could. There were plenty of uh, of brands who who wanted to do the thing. You know what? When you see on a tweet. Where like it's a really popular tweet, and then in the replies it'll be like, "Hey, buy this lamp that uh, makes stars on your walls," or like, "Buy buy this thing." Uh, <laughs> Even if like, it has nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah, it's just a popular enough post that they're like, "Hey, look at this product." Um, you were able to sell some ad space on your most recent stream. Uh, you had to then go to the bank and take the money out to be able to throw it down as a wad of cash for dramatic effect because <laughs> it was all done digitally. <laughs> so yeah, your dad goes looks at the money. He, he doesn't count it. He just looks to see there's money in here. He's like, you have put a lot of work into this. Like I said, my only concern is you graduating high school. If this is something you want to do uh, instead of the, the pizza place, it's I wouldn't have believed it, but clearly the, the evidence is here in this envelope. So good job, son. And he, he gets up, walks away, leaves you holding the, the money. And then as he's out the door, he's like, you might probably use that to buy a hoverboard. If you're not going to work for the pizza place anymore. There you go. Uh, so, Dave, yeah, you clear to Doom, Mark 1 Legacy, and you mm-hmm. gain a special. It, it is true. Uh, I'm running out of these because there was a – we went between a couple of different editions of this. So yeah. I have more specials than I probably should. But uh, to continue that, I have now Patient. I have all all of the uh, Grit's abilities, and Patient is wow. when you reveal how you've been waiting to act, get plus 1d6 or plus 1 kick on your action. Good stuff all around. we should spend some of that crew style absolutely we've got 12 eight would get us up to the next level of up to established Mm -hmm. okay so yeah spending that eight team style that brings us now up on the fame track to established uh the scene knows you you've earned your right to be here gain plus one or minus one with two neutral factions also unlock two portal zones uh as it stands i have uh quite a lot of trouble uh nick was a bit of a troublesome lad on the old a haunted Mansion ride, uh, but at this point I don't really think it's the right moment to clear any of that trouble on some of the playbook scenes, like any of those arcs in like the Trouble at Home or anything like that. I just feel like the beats didn't come up in this run to to justify the next scene in that. Yeah. Uh, but taking a look over here in the crew tab, there is another option that I can take uh, just at any point through a downtime to clear three trouble and roll a random challenge from the challenges table. Oh. So I think I am going to clear that three trouble off of my off of my sheet and I'll grab 2d6 to start rolling. Oh. Oh no. These are very bad slash very good. So yeah, so the result from the 2d6 then is 35 which is hunted. 
Someone or something is after you. Who? No reward for this run. Just escape and survive. So I think how this works is that's going to carry over into your next run. So I think with that, we go to our final scene. Good afternoon, students of Hillview Secondary. Now, I know you're all rushing off to catch your buses or glide away home on one of your god-awful hover what's but I just have a couple more quick announcements. Mr. Scottsdale would like me to remind his history class to prepare for the big surprise pop quiz that will be happening two Thursdays from now. Seems a little counterintuitive to announce it, but all right. And uh, Mrs. Hanneman Jansen asked me to congratulate all the students who participated in the extracurricular mathletics competition. So, uh, yeah, congratulations, Nick and Juniper, I guess. And lastly, and most importantly, there will be no school tomorrow. But I hardly think I need to remind any of you about that. After all, it's the annual Town Day celebration. (laughs) 